Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Pyeonghwa Gyeong. Pyeonghwa Gyeong, Book 1, The Principles of True Peace. Speech 9, Liberation of God's Homeland. July 13, 2001. National Assembly Building, Seoul, Korea. Federation for World Peace and Interreligious and International Federation for World Peace. Reverend Sun Myung Moon, Invitational Lecture. Respected guests from home and abroad, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to express my sincere gratitude to the members of the National Assembly of Korea and the distinguished guests who have come to participate in this meaningful gathering despite your busy schedules. I am honored to have this valuable time to speak to you in this great chamber of the National Assembly, which, from the viewpoint of God's providential history, represents all the people of Korea. This year, which marks the beginning of the new millennium, I held the enthronement ceremony for the kingship of God on January 13. Then, in the 52-day period from February 25th to April 17th, I successfully completed a 50-state speaking tour of the United States in which I addressed the public in 52 cities and also spoke before members of the United States Congress and at the United Nations. During this time, I addressed more than 100,000 religious leaders, mainly from the Christian faith. I presented a course that is based on God's will and that all people need to follow, those in the spirit world as well as the physical world. Furthermore, I visited Uruguay, and at a gathering of current and former heads of state and leaders from the nations of South America, I opened the South American headquarters of the Federation for Cosmic Peace and Unity. I also renewed and restructured the organization. For the purpose of realizing a world of peace, I educated some 70,000 leaders representing all levels of society from 191 nations of the world, appointed ambassadors for peace in six continents, and returned to Korea after having prepared this international foundation for the reunification of our homeland. After my return from July 3rd to 12th, I held the rally to establish God's homeland in 12 major cities of the Republic of Korea. At the rally, I proclaimed that the time has come to create God's homeland, where He can take root in this land He has chosen. I emphasized that we all need to step forward to become pillars for the reunification of the homeland. When I was 16 years old, I met Jesus Christ in the early morning of Easter Sunday. Since then, I have embarked on this path of God's desire in order to accomplish His will and to liberate Him from sorrow. I persevered unyieldingly for the past 80 years of my life, even as I was subjected to all forms of misunderstanding and persecution. I exerted myself fully until now to realize a world of peace based on true, ideal families. In particular, in accordance with God's command, I went to the United States in 1971. I invested my entire being for 30-plus years so that the United States could understand and fulfill its God-given mission as the second Israel on the global level. During the past couple of years, through hundreds of conferences for United States leaders, I urged politicians and religious leaders to transcend their political affiliations and denominations to work together cooperatively for the sake of their community, their nation, and the world. In addition, through the 50-state speaking tour, I strongly encouraged clergy to go beyond their denominations and unite in solidarity. In reality, 
through an association of churches formed by the American Clergy Leadership Conference. 144,000 churches are leading a movement for world salvation. At the same time, I proclaimed at the United Nations the need for a movement to abolish all types of divisions between nations for the sake of world peace. This proposal is already being implemented vigorously. The Interreligious and International Federation for World Peace is leading this movement, which has expanded rapidly across the oceans from the UN headquarters to all of the world's continents. The World Association of Non-Governmental Organizations, WANGO, a UN-affiliated NGO, is playing a central role in this effort. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now ushering in the era of a new millennium, corresponding to the seventh millennium in biblical history and the third millennium since the time of Jesus. Throughout human history, God has longed for peace, and through religion, humankind has also dreamed of an era of peace. Now is the time when this era of peace shall take root on earth. Human beings have been looking forward to the time when God's ideal of creation is realized, starting with the appearance of an individual whose mind and body are completely united. With God at the center, we will see the emergence of a perfected family, society, nation, world, and cosmos based on true love. Therefore, this era refers to the fulfillment of the completed Testament age, when the kingdom of God in heaven and on earth is established. The covenant prophesied in the Old and New Testaments of the Bible is fulfilled, and the spirit world is perfected. The completed Testament age means an era in which all people receive the holy marriage blessing at the original standard. Until now, everything created by God was unable to stand within the realm of the blessing due to the fall of the first human ancestors. God, however, raised numerous religions, focusing on Christianity, and educated people along the path of the providence of salvation. He gradually raised their spiritual standard to enable them to usher in the completed Testament age. In concert with this, all of us have become substantial fruits of faith, completing God's providence of salvation to restore the foundation for kingship on the cosmic level. That process began with kingship on the level of the true individual and expanded to kingship on the levels of the true family, tribe, people, nation, and world. Eventually, we are able to attain the position to hold the original enthronement ceremony for the kingship of God. This ceremony can be held on that foundation only when all people in heaven and earth form true families and nations receiving the blessing and create one lineage, one human race with a single united lineage. Ladies and gentlemen, if you consider love, life, and lineage, which of these is most important to human beings? Many people say that love is most valuable. However, no matter how valuable love and life are, they are horizontal in the sense that they end in a single generation. However, lineage is vertical and is passed down through the generations for eternity. That is why lineage is most important. In the original world, had the fall never occurred, a true family would have been formed with God at the center. A family of true sons and daughters, a true lineage would have been established. To become a child of true parents, there must be a connection of lineage. It would be absolutely impossible to link the terms parent and child unless they were connected by lineage. Once this lineage was established, not even God could cut it apart. Not even fallen Satan could divide it. That is why the true lineage, received through true parents' blessing, can restore through indemnity the mistakes of the Old and New Testament ages. By engrafting onto God's lineage, which is the original standard, 
Even a field of false olive trees can go beyond the realm of life and death. Such involves becoming one in body, heart, and mind with the lineage of the true olive tree, based on true love. Satan cannot interfere with people who have determined in their hearts to transcend even the realm of life and death on the levels of the individual, family, people, nation, and world, no matter what the sacrifice. Once you go beyond the national standard, you have already entered the realm of perfection, the realm of God's direct dominion. It then becomes impossible to enter into a relationship with Satan. If Jesus had been able to marry, he would not have gone the way of the cross. No one would have been able to kill him. That is because he would have been able to connect with the realm of God's direct dominion under the ideal of being God's object partner. In terms of the principle, he would have satisfied the standard of having completed his portion of responsibility. That is why he would have entered the realm of God's direct dominion, which is connected to God's lineage. There would have been no way for Satan to sever this connection. During the process of growth, the first human ancestors were not able to reach the position of uniting with God's heart. They fell. That was the problem. If Adam and Eve had become a couple and engaged only in true love, they never would have fallen. Satan would not have been able to tear them apart. Yet, in their course of growth, they represented fruit that had not fully ripened. If you plant a fruit in the ground before it is ripe, its seed will never produce a root. It does not have eternal life and will be disposed of as if it were devoid of life. That place is hell. It is a place that is unrelated to God. Tune in tomorrow for the continuation of this speech on liberation of God's homeland. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.